This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to Mosaic. It is Tuesday, February 20th, and I won't lie to you, this is my favorite time of year in downtown Waco, Central Texas. It's about 78 degrees coming in today. It's beautiful, severe, clear, not a cloud in the sky. Just a great time in Central Texas. And oh, by the way, yes, you will be hearing me complain a lot when we get into June, July, and August because uh, it's too hot for for this Colorado guy. Anyway, this is my weekly update. And yes, we're coming to you on a Tuesday, uh, primarily because yesterday was President's Day and uh, the markets, financial markets are closed. So we didn't have any update. Um, but this is uh, the mosaic, the stories of real estate. And this is my weekly update uh, powered by MBS Highway. I am Mike Nelson, the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated. We're physically headquartered here in Waco, Texas, uh, but we originate loans in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. Spend a lot of time in all three of those uh, these states. I just love these three states. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, the best way is just a phone call, 720-419-3016. You can also find me on efficientlending.net, my website. If you're a Linktree fan, just put it in and slash it, Efficient Lending, and you'll find all my information as well. So let's just jump into the update for today. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, I feel like we're in this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of tale of two cities, if I can use a whole bunch of different analogies here of what's going on in the marketplace. You know, we had a nice run up from October, about the middle of October till about a couple of weeks ago. And then it seems like all heck is uh, falling apart here. And we've had a couple, couple tough weeks on the interest rate side, although the market's coming back a little bit today. And so why is that? And, and again, I, I try to emphasize this uh, in every week. If, if you are a real estate junkie or you're a buyer or you're a seller, you really have to understand and consume trended real estate market, trended industry data. And by saying trended, we kind of want to look at what's going on week over week, month over month. We want to formulate our expectations of what's happening in the market and then kind of decide what do we want to see a couple weeks from now to either fulfill and affirm our expectations or kind of make us think, hey, you know what, maybe things are a little different than I thought. And that's the approach I like to use. And that's candidly why I get all my source material from MBS Highway, Barry Habib's group. And it's because it's good, reliable data. And it's, it's giving us the angle of view and the perspective that we need outside of mainstream media to understand what's going on in the market. So let's jump into it. What are the headlines from last week? Well, we have consumer inflation is above forecast. And that is, that is the cause of reason why we've had some struggle with rates here in the past uh, weeks or so, but there's some more information you need to understand about what's going on with consumer inf information uh, as far as goes with inflation. Um, we had a hot wholesale inflation number. And then here again is what you got to understand. It's kind of this, this uh, information in the marketplace that says one thing, but might mean another. We have the home builder confidence, which is a survey of home builders, is at a six-month high. That's a headline. Hey, that's great news. Maybe we're getting some more, more inventory. Then we get another headline from last week that home construction slowed in January. Well, depending on what media sources you're listening to and consuming, 
you could get two completely different uh, views in the markets marketplace just based on those two pieces of information. So let's explain that a little bit here. I mean, we had retail sales tumble to start the new year, and there's some reasons for that. And then, of course, we still have challenges for job seekers going on in the marketplace. Okay, let's jump into consumer inflation came in above forecast. Uh, consumer inflation rose three-tenths of a percent from December to January, but the annualized basis, CPI, uh, fell from 34 to 3.5. 0.1%. But the problem is that missed expectations. So what happened is we thought we would have uh, a better month over month inflation number, and then we didn't fall enough. We went from 3.4 to 3.1, where we thought we were going to go to 3% in January. So we missed expectations. Of course, the bond market doesn't like that because as we've said multiple times, inflation is the arch enemy of mortgage-backed securities. When I say mortgage-backed securities, we're talking about interest rates. Uh, core CPI, member core uh, CPI always strips out volatile f- uh, food and energy prices. That stayed, stayed flat at 3.9%. And the reason for this is the rise in shelter, motor vehicle insurance, and medical care service costs. But What we need to understand is, remember, in 2022, CPI peaked at 9.1%, the headline number. We're now at 3.1%. The core CPI peaked at 6.6%, and we're now at 3.9%. So that's good information. We're trending in the right direction. Let's talk about wholesale inflation, the producer price index. That rose three-tenths of a percent in January, which was just over a tenth of a percent of expectations. Annually, the PPI number fell 1% to uh, 0.9%, but we thought it was going to end up, the expectations were it would hit six-tenths of a percent. So this all came out last Friday, and then what happens is we have a a bad uh, market reaction. Bonds don't do well, and uh, so we saw an increase in mortgage-backed securities interest rates on Friday. So let's peel back this number a little bit to make sure we can understand it. In the, when we start calculating CPI, PPI, there's a bunch of different metrics that the Fed is uses uh, and the reporting agencies use to calculate what these inflation numbers are. One of them is called owner equivalent rent, and that can be uh, some people you might hear it as OER. This is what's called an imputed number. This is a number that is put out in a survey, and in essence, homeowners are asked what would you rent your house for today? So if you didn't own your house, what would you expect that you could rent it for? And so this is a survey-based number. It's imputed and it gets put in and it's it's a number that is, is collected by people who are contacted. What you have to understand as far as the PPI number goes, it's 25% of the shelter cost waiting. So it carries a lot of weight with it and it's an imputed number. And the reason why we want to think about this is because when we're using imputed numbers in these inflationary numbers, there can be a lot of variance and change and sentiment and emotion based in these numbers that can make them not necessarily correlate with what's happening in the marketplace. So we got to watch these imputed numbers as we go through time. It's just an important thing to understand that these imputed numbers may not completely reflect what's going on in the marketplace. And so uh, when we look at that, one of the head numbers, uh, headlines from last week was challenges remain for job seekers. So one would think that in a high inflationary market, we would have full employment, people would be getting jobs, being getting paid more. 
that's typical of a highly inflationary marketplace. But that's not really what's happening right now. Good news is uh, unemployment claims fell by 8,000 uh, month over month. However, the real continuing story with job claims is continuing claims rose by 30,000 applications last, last month. So we still have 1.895 million people receiving benefits. So what that tells us is it's harder to find a job. So when we look at the high weighting of imputed uh, owner equivalent rents for homes, we would not expect to see a burden in the labor market. So that's how we start piecing some of these pieces of the puzzle together to start testing our expectations downstream of what's going to go on in the in, in the real estate market with um, interest rates. A couple more headlines here. Home builder confidence at a six-month high. That's great. There's a, there's a scale for the home builder confidence. It's, it's really one to 100. So any, any number 50 and greater it would, it would indicate an expanding market, meaning the builders are confident and they're building more homes. Right now we're at 48, and that's nice because, that's nice because that, that scale has risen for the third straight month. But then lo and behold, we find out that home construction slowed in January. So let's make sure we understand what we're saying there. That isn't uh, homes that are continually, that are in production right now. That is starts. So the starts hit a five-month low in January, 14, down 14.8%, but the permits were up 8.6% year over year. So when we look at home construction, make sure you're getting the right data sets. If you hear this out in the media, are we talking permits? Those are, those are homes that are being permitted to be built. Uh, starts uh, is, is a home that's actually started. So there's some contradiction in that number. Uh, and, I, and I think as inflation continues to come down and as rates continue to improve, I'm hoping this in the summer uh, we'll see home builders uh, bringing more inventory to market. Last headline, retail sales tumble to start the new year. Look, uh, one if, if you're really thinking about buying and selling and trying to understand interest rates, you need to understand what's going on with debt, consumer debt. Um, we had a good uh, retail sales uh, environment through the holidays, and so it stands to reason that that fell off in January. Some of the data is coming out right now that uh, consumer debt and our credit card debt is, is, is very high. And then also there was kind of a buy now, pay later programs going on in the holiday shopping season that appears to be used quite quite a bit. And so now people, instead of purchasing things, they're paying off what was purchased several months ago. So we would expect to see retail sales number um, continue to decline. So kind of wrapping this up, what am I thinking about interest rates? Well, I don't like the inflation numbers, obviously, because we want the Fed to, to cut interest rates. So maybe that delays their timing. So in that environment, we're really going to be looking at, at, at housing numbers that come out this week. We're really going to look at uh, employment numbers consent, and, and things of that nature. And that's going to set our expectations for what's going to happen coming downstream. The, the consensus is still that we're going to have multiple rate cuts. I was hoping for maybe April, May, June with this new information in the last week. Who knows? Maybe it's May, June, July. I don't know when it's going to start but I'm certainly hoping it's sooner rather than later. We also get the Fed minutes out this week, which will impact the market. And they're going to probably give us some insight, hopefully, as to what they're thinking about uh, current conditions with inflation and potential rate cuts downstream. So this could be some um, important information. 
All right. I'm going to end it there uh, just with a quick mortgage morsel, a bit of information. Go on my website. Uh, there are some great tools that you can use um, on my website under the Learning Center, but you also have the buyer and seller tools. You can go in and plug in your address and get a good idea what your house is worth. You can also use a wonderful tool there if you're thinking about you have an investment property, um, what, you, what you could Airbnb your investment property for. So check it out under our buyer and seller tools. There are great tools on my website. You can also look at the mortgage calculators and the rate uh, trends that are happening there as well under the mortgage tools, the mortgage calculations. These are great tools that you can use. They're independent data sources outside of what you're getting in mainstream media that can just be additional data points that you can look at as you start to formulate what you think is going to happen in the real estate market coming up downstream. All right, now I'm going to end it for there. Uh, I also dropped a great episode on my longer versions uh, th this week today, and it's from Lauren Avery Collins, who is a title representative in Colorado. And you should really give this episode a listen. I think title's the most important part of really any real estate transaction. And she just gives some wonderful descriptions of what title is, what services title performs, and why it's important to you. So check that out as well. We'll be back at it next week. As always, thanks for listening to uh, my weekly update uh, powered by MBS Highway. I love a phone call at 720-419-3016. And you can always find me at efficientlending.net. Have a great week and we'll see you in a few days. Thanks for joining us on Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And a big thank you, as always, to Rogue Media Network and their support of this podcast. They're so appreciated. My name is Mike Nelson. I'm the CEO of Efficient Lending Incorporated, a mortgage company located in Colorado, Texas, and Florida. You can reach us at YouTube at Efficient Lending or on Facebook at Efficient Lending. And of course, I always love a phone call at 720-419-3016. Email works as well at mike at efficientlending.net. Efficient Lending Incorporated, NMLS 1876539. And my individual NMLS number is 1314188. As always, thanks for listening to Mosaic, the stories of real estate. And we look forward to connecting with you again on a future episode. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Wait.